so mad that I have a PowerPoint on these. I don't know if that's good. But it's going to be an organized rant. And I can't see any comments anyway, so it's kind of pointless me just doing same things. And we have a Nick back. So I, uh, you've been saying good things about me, Max? Uh, yeah, I was actually saying that I, I, I got so mad about this topic that I even have a, um, a PowerPoint to organize my rant properly. Oh boy, there's nothing that attracts a community more than a PowerPoint. All we need, to, we should have said that in the, in the description. Uh, I have five slides. Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm so, already going to sleep. All right, so look, I've got my, uh, I've got my Cohiba. Fake Cohiba from China, sorry. Uh, lighter here. Your Chahiba. Oh, there we go. It does have some gas still left in it. Uh, I've got my candle. Right. And uh, are we recording? Okay, we are recording. And I've got my, uh, my expensive puck screen. Okay. Now, how thick is the mesh in there? Oh, well, Max, as you know, I'll just go and get my calibration tool out, and I'll tell you to the, uh, to the micrometer. Um, right. It's that thick. So I have the people listening, what, wondering what the hell. Before you switch off, all right, if we just set the context yeah. here. Um, He's holding a biscuit made yeah. out of um, metal mesh. It's actually made out of magic. Uh, it doesn't feel like normal mesh. It's made out of ultimatium or something like that. Right. Um, so this is uh, this is a uh, the size of a uh, chocolate um, one of those. Not a wagon wheel. <laughs> it's fifty-eight millimeters. Because... Oh, there's a clue. It's fifty-eight millimeters. Yeah. So basically, it's a disc. <laughs> Great I mean, start. Look, can I just say, I'm all frazzled because my computer died. Literally, I got all set up. I had, can I just say also to this, in order to evidence my point mm -hmm. about this thing is, is actually makes a difference, uh, I made some videos. And right. then I uploaded them onto the computer. Yeah. And then we went just about to go live. And I sent you the, and then it just died. My computer, actually, it won't come back on. It's dead. So uh, I've lost the evidence. <laughs> I will. I will redo uh, the experiment, right? Because um, I want to be. I want to outscience the scientist here. Mm -hmm. And um, so what we've got is we've got this. Um, it's actually fifty-eight mil max uh, puck thing. Yep. It's a screen. It's a metal mesh. The thing that surprised me about mm -hmm. it when I got it is how it feels. It does not feel how I expected it to feel. There's a kind of a texture to it. I know the thing about these is that you're supposed to put them on top of your puck mm -hmm. in your porter filter after you've obviously after you've ground and tamped and distributed mm -hmm. whatever you do. You then put it on top and you just extract as normal. That's that's what we're talking about. Does it improve the flavor or the flow or anything else? Does it does it make any difference whatsoever? That's what we're gonna be debating today. Right. Thank you, Max. So it, to, to, the, to define if it improves the flavor, you should actually do a blind test. Yeah, because otherwise there is confirmation bias. So blind test we haven't done and we cannot do. Mm -hmm. And I, so until I see that, I, I won't believe anything that people say. Oh, it improves it. No, it improves it because you're convinced that it does, mm -hmm. and you're looking for that difference. So until I see a blind test, that's that's but, not but even. Can I just say there is a there's um what's called a fallible logic in your in your logic. Uh, which is that you're assuming you've made an assumption that <laughs> confirmation bias is a fact um, that will happen. Indeed. That will happen. No, no, I'm, I totally agree with you about, but you cannot say that you absolutely have confirmation bias. You can only say it's a possibility. 
yes, but I will attribute it to that because you haven't account accounted for it. So mm -hmm. you know which which one is uh, is the one that is, that has a difference, and you will see the difference inevitably. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have my I'll make my um, my point later on. First of all, you have your rant. Yes. So can I ask you the first thing? Can you blow mm -hmm. through through that uh, mesh? Me, uh, I thought you can say light a candle and pray or something like that. Hold on. I bought some uh, I bought some more candles just yesterday. Okay, so here's my candle. Mm -hmm. okay. Can you blow through the metal mesh first of can, all? Can I blow it out anyway? I, I think it's a little bit of a lip there. Okay. No. no, no, no. You have to press your mouth against it. Oh God! Okay, you didn't specify. Yes, that's my proof. So that that means that. You actually have a lot of flow through that through that thing. Oh, you do, yeah, for sure. So that doesn't restrict the flow rate of water of whatever you you spray through it. I don't think it's meant anyway. To. I don't think it's meant yeah, to restrict that. Just, just I'm say sorry, I'm, I'm on fire here. Hold on. So you can blow a candle through it. Yeah. If you were to do the same experiment with a coffee filter, mm -hmm. you wouldn't be able to blow the candle. I don't think it's meant to filter it though. It's not a filter. It's in terms of resistance to the flow, a coffee filter offers a better, and um, sorry, an AeroPress filter offers a better resistance to the flow. I don't think it's will, meant to offer resistance. And will distribute the water. It's not about offering resistance, but if it doesn't offer resistance, it's useless. And I have a, I have a PowerPoint on these. Can I share my screen? Yes, please. The viewers can't wait to switch off. Please turn on your PowerPoint. Yes, you can't. You, you I'm going to, to describe me. for the listeners who are thinking. You have to allow me. Yeah. Oh, I have to allow you. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> actually. Yeah, wouldn't that be? I don't know how to do that. How do I do that? Share screen. Uh, multiple participants can. I, yeah. Right. Just do that. So for the listeners, I will um, describe in graphic detail. Right. It's probably coming with a warning. Right. So can you see it? Yeah, yeah. Puck screens a a by Mister A rant. Yes. Can you see Mr. the? Rant. Yeah. Can you see the full screen? Or yeah. No. It's great. The... It's it's really it's nice design too. Can I just say? Good I know, right? It's um. <laughs> so, so this is my rant. What these things are? So what puck screen are? Puck screens are a loose piece of mesh, uh, circular, around mm -hmm. fifty-eight millimeters, mm -hmm. and they were born with the flare 58 specifically to uh, to save their shower screen which is not replaceable is not removable to save their the, the shower screen um from the coffee mm -hmm. so that it wouldn't get gritty wouldn't get all the crap that you get on a shower screen normally on a coffee machine now on a coffee mm -hmm. machine you can actually take that off and wash it mm -hmm. you cannot do that on a flare on a right. 58, in the old one, you couldn't do it. The new ones, they do have a difference now. So that was the reason for it. Now, people are started now having all sorts of claims. So you have uh, that they're helping distributing the water evenly during the headspace filling. So while you're, you're filling the space between the coffee pack and the shower screen, this thing magically helps by redistributing the water or helping in distributing the water better. Another one is that they prevent channeling due to the high force water jets coming from the group head. And another one is that they improve extraction. And 
that's not specified. So what, how, what are we looking at normally? So how coffee extraction works. And in the center, it, that's an HPLC column. It's a high pressure liquid chromatography column is what I work with every day. So I know for the, these- For the listeners, can I just say, what we're looking at here is a um, diagram that makes absolutely no sense to me. But it's, it's it's explaining things slowly. So okay. the one in the center is is a column that is filled with material that that you use to separate different compounds during the column, and you extract them through it. So they migrate from one end on the left on the left to the other mm -hmm. end on the right at different speed, and it's exactly the same that that's happening in the coffee. So you have your fast extracting. Uh, compounds that will come out straight away and then you have other compounds that will extract only later on and that's why you cut off at 30 seconds because otherwise you start extracting stuff you don't want that's in a nutshell it's much more complicated than that but let's leave it at that so what you have there you have a very tiny um, capillary that shoots water or liquid into one end very fast you have an inlet frit which actually distributes the water because it, it's a hard stop for the water there and it distributes it evenly on a larger surface and then it, the water goes i'm just realized i should probably use a laser and then the liquid goes from here from the frit it goes into the column evenly and there is virtually here there is no headspace so this connects to this and there is no gap and so everything is nice and fine and it migrates through the column and out. It's exactly the same thing that happens in the coffee. You have your shower screen here, your shower head, your group head and shower screen assembly. You have your coffee pack and you have a little bit of headspace here. Yep. You have water that's coming from a small tube into the shower head, which distributes it over the shower head here. And then it goes, hits the shower screen and that distributes it further mm -hmm. evenly over the coffee <clears throat> and then it fills this space here this head space mm -hmm. and up to here the pressure hasn't built up mm -hmm. this is with um, no no resistance mm -hmm. so you have a very high flow rate at this point mm. a much higher flow rate is i mean we're not talking of uh you know a, a garden hose it's higher than normal flow rate the extraction right. flow rate is uh, uh, 60 ml per minute because you have 30 ml out in 30 seconds so it's so just to recap just to recap you've got your coffee in your coffee basket yes this um, is your basket this yeah is your well, basket. i'm, I'm sort of just coffee you're saying this i'm just for the we get a lot of audio listeners right, so right, i'm right. just going to repeat for them so basically you coffee in your coffee basket um, between the basket and the shower screen where the water comes out there's a little gap there should be and if you don't have mm -hmm. a gap you filled it up too much um, there should be a little gap. Then the shower screen where the water is is coming out and is being distributed as max as evenly, but I'm going to come back to that point. Um, mm -hmm. The water comes out. Before any pressure starts, it makes sense, right? That that, yeah. that gap between the shower screen and the cough, where the coffee bed starts has to fill up in order yes. for pressure to be applied. So first yes. of all, that space, that gap fills up, and then the pressure starts to ramp. Yes. So that space fills up at different speeds in different machines depending on what pump they use and what kind of tubing they have and that's why yeah. you normally have a flow restrictor 
in the uh, in the machines and when you have the mechanical pre-infusion that's what that's what it does it prevents yeah. this space to be filled up too quickly and then you have a peak of pressure hammering the the, the top of the pack yeah so it's because not you a want pre-infusion the... per se but it's actually a slow amount a slow sorry a slow addition of water into this headspace it gives the water time to soak into the puck for the puck to expand a little mm -hmm. bit before pressure supplied right exactly so when the water hits the shower screen you have a, a rain effect you can actually see it and you can observe it when you take the water filter out and you just flash the machine you have a rain effect you have water you know raining out of the shower screen that's what it should look like mm -hmm. then you have again as i said a high flow rate until this headspace is filled up until you have the pressure built up and then you the, your pressure ramps up to nine bar the the overpressure valve kicks in whichever setting you have and then it starts extracting and you extract at that cup if you heat it if your coffee is looser than than it should be then you you might not reach nine bar you might reach four yeah. or whatever that's a different story anyway i'm talking about an ideal situation mm -hmm. the coffee pack sits between the shower screen and the and the basket here it gets wet it swells up and then it gets extracted so your coffee pack is none other than your column here so you have your frit which is your shower screen mm -hmm. your column and your outlet frit which is the bottom of your coffee uh, pack sorry uh, of your uh, coffee basket and your coffee pack is actually your column packing in here and then you get your espresso out now for simplicity uh, actually sorry i forgot this bit what the shower screen what the pack screen is is this piece here that you put between the shower screen which is a frit already mm -hmm. and the coffee yep and it's redundant and you put it in you're... fact on directly on the coffee bed exactly so, so yeah it, it sits there so it's in my in my opinion and actually i cannot find any way that this makes sense it is redundant because you already have your frit built in which is your actual uh, group head mm -hmm. shower screen and everything and you have your bottom frit if you have too much space here then your, your coffee your, your coffee pack preparation is wrong you have too little coffee you need to use a smaller a smaller basket mm -hmm. uh, for simplicity this is how it would look so you have exactly the same setting here is exactly the same thing that we're looking at mm -hmm. so you have your um your inner pipe your inner tube that goes in your with your water yeah there yeah then you have your frit which is not sorry is not your coffee pack screen your pack screen is actually your group head mm -hmm. if you have a gap between these two is a gap between the the packing material and your frit it would be here adding an extra bit doesn't do anything to it because the, the water is already being distributed by this part here up here mm -hmm. you're not you're distributing it here you're not distributing it here 
mm-hmm. and you're not preventing the water from from channeling in any place because as you proved earlier you can actually blow a candle out through the pack screen mm-hmm. so that doesn't stop a jet no. through the pack screen i, I or, can believe that that's the thing so the equivalent of a free tin and hplc column high pressure liquid chromatography column is the shower screen on the top and the basket at the bottom so these uh-huh. are your your uh, frits mm-hmm. adding a loose mesh between them is redundant and because the mesh offers no resistance very important it doesn't offer any sort of resistance the right dose of coffee would minimize the headspace so you have to have a little bit of a headspace for the coffee to allow the coffee to expand a little mm-hmm. if you want or not but that is dependent on the dose of coffee and your basket size. You don't have to fill it up with other things just because you don't reach the top. You should use the right size basket at that point. So that should go back where it came from. Okay. As you see. And just get the right amount of coffee. Okay. And you have exactly the same thing. All right. Super. So what you have is just, just concluding it here. So you have the claims here. What, what they claim is the past screens, they were born from Flare at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Flare 58, they came up with these because they had a non-removable distribution shower screen. So that is difficult to clean because it's difficult to take apart. So what you do is you have a removable shower screen. And this is the legitimate function. So if you want to keep your, showers, your shower screen clean, you want to use that and that's okay i understand that although i don't think it's the is the right way you should be able to take this the, the screen out and clean it or you can back flash it properly you should maintain that bit and not actually have to add, to add another piece to prevent that uh, the other claim is that they help in distributing the water evenly during the headspace filling that is done by the shower head and the shower screen if you have a loose mesh that offers no resistance it won't distribute the water better than the shower screen itself the headspace room can be reduced by using a smaller basket and using the correct dose of coffee for that basket so you don't require an extra um, space eating system and the other one is that they prevent channeling due to the high force water jets from coming from the group head. First of all, you shouldn't have those high pressure jets to start with. The, the, it should rain from the shower head. If it comes at a, at a fast rate, pace and it sprays out of it, you have a problem upstream. You're just patching up things. And as Nick just proved it proved earlier, you don't have you're not adding any sort of resistance. You're not shielding anything from a high pressure jet. If you have a, a higher flow rate on one end or one side of your, uh, of your machine, you will still have that even if you add the, the pack screen. Um, and they improving extraction, I still have to understand how they improve extraction because if you do your preparation properly, you, all of these problems that they're supposedly fixing they're not happening anyway. So that's my rant over. Okay, thanks for that conclusion, Max. Um, <laughs> let me just uh, let me just wrap that up by saying uh, the 1950s uh, scientists that 
because you've obviously given a very scientific fact-based uh, example of your, of your case. Uh, scientists told us in the 1950s that uh, radioactive toothpaste would be good for us because, um, <laughs> because radioactive particles were so active that, uh, that that activity would surely transfer into us and we'd be more active as a result. Well, actually, no. It's, uh, uh, that's wrong. It was, uh, it was the radon companies that used to use radium for, uh, so the radium companies, they used to do, you use uh, radium to paint um, watches yep. that were claiming that it, the, the studies that they were actually independent, independent studies were finding that uh, bone decay and, um, um, and cancer, cancer uh, and all of that was actually increased in people exposed to radium. Radium. Mm -hmm. So it was actually the companies that didn't want to go bust or they didn't want to take measures against it that were financing studies against that. That's always so the case. You're wrong. Nice. There. That's always the case. Uh, <laughs> and in, in New York, they had uh, they had radioactive baths you could go to to. Uh, yeah, to that's when health. when they discovered it, they got a little too excited. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Look, I love scientists because scientists are uh, scientists are probably about the only the last trustworthy people uh, on the planet. However, um, they do get things wrong because every year every, we, yeah. we 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 hear the scientists telling us to do something, and then the next year they're like, "Yeah, no, not that. It's now something else." Which is, you know, that's the re that's the reality. Is our, our we we learn stuff and we move with it. But anyway, so here's what here's what I, I I've got a couple of points. I do want to pick up on this. Um, the first is that there's an assumption the shower screen's doing a good job. But if that has to be a fallacy because if they were doing a good job, um, people wouldn't feel the need to replace them, and they often do. Uh, I say it's mm -hmm. not necessarily a fallacy, but it's it's a, it's a strong possibility. I True, try and and I give you that, and I actually agree with you on that one because uh, <laughs> that the, I know, right? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Stop the podcast. True, true. The, the you know the original uh, the original shower screen that you get in a gadget is mm. cheap. Yeah, and it has it's to pretty be cheap nasty. because they have to keep the prices down. So you can understand where they're coming from and how it's made. But you can upgrade to a better uh, shower screen with um, uh, tiny holes that actually distribute the water better. Right. You can and again upgrade uh, with more holes in your shower, in your, sorry, in your uh, screen holder, in your mm -hmm. shower head. Mm -hmm. And again, that distributes even better. Yeah, yeah. So, some, yeah. But before we go on, uh, mm -hmm. Let me just remind people of the amazing deal. Uh, it's actually not a deal. It's a giveaway. <laughs> it's not a deal. It's it's a the deal is the deal's for you. I don't know what the deal is for me. Um, <laughs> we're, we're giving away a kilo. Uh, this bag is normally fuller. It's just that I've drunk most of it. But this is, uh, we're going to be the Peabury's uh, Burundi Masanga. Masanga? Masenga? Masenga. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, but this is going to be the prize um, in, in December, beginning of December that we give away. Uh, so you have to go to the link below, uh, which will not be in the live screen because I haven't got around to doing that yet, but it'll be in the, uh, the main video goes up uh, tomorrow. Uh, the link below, uh, which will have um, yeah, a link to the, uh, to the, <laughs> the link hmm, will have a link. It'll be a meta link. Uh, that'll go to our website, which will be uh, which will be just a form you can you can just register. And there's no there's no like strings attached. You don't have to pay any money or anything like that. We don't spam you or sell your details. It just uh, just puts you in a list, and we basically put your details into a hat every month, and uh, we spin the wheel of fortune, and somebody wins uh, a kilo of beans every month. It's just our way of thanking people for paying attention through Max's PowerPoints. God knows you need more than a kilo, frankly, to get through that. Um, 
And uh, so I wanted to thank it. I don't know if you got this, Max, just to raise this. Did you get one of those? No, no. I think my tenants are enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. You probably went to your old address. I don't know exactly know why I got. So when I just held it up, I would say it's a bag from, uh, from Gareth at Carvetti, uh, who sent over the Serra do Cabral uh, from Brazil, which is amazing. Um, but this uh, has, has nut tropical honey whiskey as the flavor notes. And it's a, it's not an espresso. It's uh, meant for pour overs or, or filter oh, wow. off your AeroPress. And um, it actually made me do a couple of, uh, a couple of pour overs, which I sort of haven't done in ages. And I'm really impressed with it. I really like it a lot. In fact, I had another one today, another one this morning. Mm. Um, I'm not quite sure why he sent it to me, um, but it just arrived in the post. I wasn't expecting it. It was very nice. And, um, and, uh, but do you remember, do you remember that whiskey thing that we had from dark, dark, dark woods, oh, dark yeah. woods? Uh-huh. the barreled whiskey? So that was my son's favorite coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he tried this and, and he, that, that's similar to him. He said, that's the same kind of, same kind of flavor that he really likes. So mm. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that a lot right now, I have to say. Uh, and I'm grinding it with that hand grinder, that JX, uh, the Ooh. J Espresso. Uh, yeah, the one Z Presso or one Z Presso or Easy Presso or however oh, the hell no, it's that. One, one, one Z Presso is that. The one Z Presso. Wind, God, they wind get, people up. They actually do get quite wound up about that. It's quite That's interesting. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so going back, actually, just one last one piece of news. One piece of news. I want to raise this very interesting because I'm kind of excited about it. And that's what's going on in Uganda at the moment. Um, have you tried any? Have you been drinking any Ugandan coffee recently, Max? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I I had some a while back, and I really liked it, and I haven't had any for a while. Um, but Uganda is making a big push to try to take over because you know Brazil's, you know, mm-hmm. they they've they've lost twenty percent or so of their their trees. Those trees aren't going to grow back for four years or so. They're not going to be producing probably for four or five years. Um, so a number of countries are actually really pushing right now to up their game so mm-hmm. that they can sell their coffee on the market, especially with Arabic prices being so high. Um, and Uganda's one of those countries that's really pushing really hard. So I've got, um, got, a, I've got a contact out there, uh, and you know who you are. Got a contact out there who, who was at one of the uh, meetings with the minister last week talking about um, you know, their plans, and they are getting very serious about pushing their, their coffee out. Um, also, they're on the BBC last week. Uh, BBC did a special um, on the Africa Report and the World Service, which is kind of an interesting interview to, to listen to as well. So I think I'm going to go and get myself some Uganda coffee. I'm going to look through my favorite roasters to see if they've got any, but I'm, I'm quite keen to try some because, um, because they're doing a lot. They're very active at the moment in the market. And I think they're going to, uh, we're going to hear a lot more from them in the next year. So just out on the news side. Um, so back to my experience of this. Yes, I totally admit there might be some confirmation bias on it, uh, but I'm, it's not all roses. I'm going to tell you what I don't like about it as well, because there are some things I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, two things in particular. Um, but the first thing is I put it in and I did, I've done some videos. Like I told you, I've done some videos, but my, my machine crashed. I'll redo them. It'd be interesting if I redo them, I get the same results. But First of all, if you put this in a bottomless porter filter and then you observe the flow as much as it's possible, and it's never possible to do it exactly the same way, 
but you try and keep things all the same, right? I I ran eighteen. Sorry, I ran twenty-two grams in a twenty-two gram basket, mm-hmm. and I um, tapped it, tamped it as much as I could, exactly the same way. Um, distributed it, tamped it, um, and then did one shot or did a number of shots actually with the screen and without the screen, filming them. And what you see is with the screen, it goes to a center channel very quickly, almost immediately. Uh-huh. Without the screen, I usually get a couple of channels that after about five to 10 seconds merge. Um, and, and so that, that just says something to me that somehow this screen seems to be getting a more even distribution. But in terms of taste, maybe, maybe, all right. I'm just, I'm just mm, reporting my results, right? In terms of flavor, and this is where potentially the confirmation bias comes in. Both Peter, my son, and, and I were tasting it. Um, we felt that this is a little bit more balance. And it is subtle. It's a little bit. It's not like, oh, my God, night and day. But there's a little bit more balance to the flavor with the, the disc thing than mm-hmm. without. And by that, let me, let me give an example. So I made some coffees today, which I was filming, I mentioned. And I taste test them. I've got, actually, I've got some photographs. I think I put them onto to Google Drive, so I'll, I'll, I'll still have those. The output looks roughly the same, maybe a little bit more richer looking on the, the one with the disc, but, but pretty much the same. But in terms of flavor, the one without had a little bit more, it was a little bit brighter, a little bit more acidic. The one with the disc, I made with the disc, that acidity was mellowed out. And it, was a, and it was a nicer cup to taste. They were both good, but it was a little bit more mellowed out. And that's generally the results that we get when we've been using it. Now, how heavy is the, the screen? The screen? Mm-hmm. How heavy is it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. It's like a few grams? Yeah, definitely a few grams. It's, it's quite so weighty. It could, be, it could be leaching heat out from the water. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot at play here more than just the physical dynamics. I think there's something yeah. else going it, on. Because the physical dynamics, I'm not convinced. Mm. So it could be anything else that can affect it, but the dynamics of it, no, I'm sorry. I could bullshit on it. Mm. No, that's okay. That's all right. Um, you know, we just have to observe and, and then, and then see, I might do a blind test when Peter comes back, he's off seeing his brother today. But when he comes back to maybe tomorrow, we'll do a blind test for each other. I'll do one for him. He'll do one for me. And maybe we'll report on the results next week. Mm. Um, but the other thing that's the negatives, what don't I like? Oh, actually, no, one more positive thing I like about it, which you said um, we shouldn't have to worry about, the, the, the cleaning thing. So I clean my machine every week. Mm-hmm. I clean the head. I clean the, the filters. I clean the basket. I clean everything, right? I clean mm-hmm. the whole damn thing. And now you, you clean also the, the, the shower screen. No, I always clean the shower screen, but, but it used to be when I would look up there. No, no, the, this one, the, the, the shower, sorry, the pack screen. Ah, well, that, you're, you're getting ahead of myself there. Ah, so I'm going to talk about that <laughs> in a minute. So now um, I noticed the shower screen is a lot cleaner. Like yeah. uh, I look at it and I kind of think, oh, do I need to bother cleaning? I clean it anyway, just you know, to be thorough. But actually you kind of get away with not cleaning it. And I think yeah. for a lot of people, 
that makes me feel more comfortable because I know you can take it out and you can yada, 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 but I don't want to. Yeah. And you know, if, 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 if people came to me and said, you know, I put it in just because I don't want to clean the, the, the machine so often. Fair enough. I, I, I take that. Yeah. I, I would, I would accept that. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. It's a very legitimate thing to say and thing to do. Right. That, that's literally what it was born for. Yeah. Well, it does that. Um, it does do that very well. I confirm that it does that very well. Now onto the negatives, because I know we can agree on a couple of things here. Uh, first negative, once that's in your puck and, you're, and you've got this super hot coffee puck that you're now wanting to empty, mm-hmm. you're then thinking to yourself, ah, oh, crap. It's inside. <laughs> it's stuck inside that thing, mm-hmm. right? So it took me several days to work a technique where I can get the puck out first, because you can't dig your finger in there. One, no. you just you can't get well, around you can it once. Well, give it a go. I mean, but don't blame <laughs> me when you burn your finger and you get no results. Um, so, so you you bang it onto the onto your 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 knock um, box, and then it falls at the bottom with the coffee on on top of it. And you think, oh, that's sick. And then you dig around with your fingers, and it's it's a mess, right? Mm-hmm. In actual fact, so the tip, pro tip is if you knock it slightly on the edge so that mm-hmm. this is just sticking on the edge of the bar mm-hmm. you just give it one short tap the puck screen comes loose you then pull the screen out and then you give the hard tap to get the coffee out and and that always works yeah i've seen people so, uh, knocking it vertically i mean sorry horizontally vertically oh i haven't tried that twist, yeah vertically basically you twist on the side. It 90 degrees on the side and then this pulls out and then yeah, but then it's going to fall out into the machine, into the knockbox. I like my idea better. My 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 thing works. It it works quite well. Anyway, so there's a technique, but you don't. No one tells you that when you start, and you think, "What do I do now? What I've wasted my money." By the way, these things are not cheap. This was like fifty odd quid. I think. Wow. Can, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of, of course, you go, your coffee is going to taste better. You're too well, invested. Well, exactly. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I know. Uh, so if would I buy this, would I buy? Well, let me just tell them the next negative thing. The next negative thing about this, mm-hmm. and this is something that I think I haven't seen mentioned anywhere, um, is that when I come to clean this during my weekly clean, and I mm-hmm. pop that in the little, the little thing with all the baskets and everything with some pulley, you know, uh, chemicals, yep. it's very dirty. You should clean it every day, that. And that's the point. This is what point. James Hoffman says. You have oh, to clean it every day. I have not watched James Hoffman's thing, he, but let me just, just tell came you. Out in oh. the review of the flare. Just Did, came oh, out. Okay, I, I didn't. I don't watch his videos yeah. much anymore. But um, nothing against him. I, I just. We do our own. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, he's he's absolutely right. You have to clean this every day, and that is a pain in the ass. If you don't, there is going to be coffee residue in here that's going to affect the taste of your next coffee. So um, get an ultrasonic bath next, uh, and you, so you can wash your, your coffee, your pack screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that said, I don't wash this every day. I wash it once a week because and no wonder I have, that your coffee tastes different. No, it you tastes like you just like it still tastes. It still tastes nicer with the thing than without it because um, you like it. Because you like no, old coffee. No. Next time, I'm going to I'm going to take no. a pack out of the bottom of my. <laughs> but you should clean it once every day. Should, I just really honestly. So anyway, so those are the those are the negatives. Would I buy this again? Would I absolutely buy this again uh, for fifty quid? I've got I see I've got an advantage over a lot of people, which is that this technically to me is a business expense. 
<laughs> so this is kind of tax-free. Take 20% off the VAT. Then you take off whatever it is, 30% on the corporation tax because, you know. So basically, I expense it, and, um, and it's a lot cheaper. Uh, would, I buy it, would I buy it if, I, if, I did, if it was just 50 quid out of my own pocket? Um, it depends on where I was in my coffee game. Uh, if I hadn't bought a grinder yet, I would take that extra 50 quid and add it to the grinder and buy a better grinder. Yeah. Um, so, so the answer is, I guess it depends upon where you are in your game. That's such a chickeny way out, isn't it? Yeah, I, the answer is yes, I would actually buy it again if I'd got all, bought all sorts of other stuff and I still wanted to, to try to get a little bit more. Because by the time you spent 3,000 on a machine, you know, another grand on a grinder, you know, more than you can believe on a scale and all that other kind of stuff, you know, 50 quid in the scheme of it, if it makes it a little bit better is kind of, kind of small yeah. beer. Yeah, I'm not sure about that though. But, but yes, if I, I wasn't spending that kind of, it depends on how much money you're spending on coffee yeah. and coffee gear. If you spent four or five grand, then 50 quid probably, you know, it's not going to be a huge amount. Um, if you're trying to get a whole setup for five or 600 quid, then it's probably not the best use of your money for sure. So that wraps it up. So what did we agree? We agree that it sucks and it's, uh, it's, not, <laughs> it's, it's a terrible thing to buy and it's pointless. If you've got a terrible shower screen, you know, then I would say that's a cheap way. I mean, you could get another shower screen or you could get, get this. Get the shower screen. It's cheaper for God's sake. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know, do the right thing. Why, why do you have to be, you know, penny wise and pound foolish? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that we've really made that whole situation very clear then, Max. Uh, what, are we, what, what are we, next week, I've got the builders in on Friday and Saturday. Fun yeah, days. they're repainting. They're repainting everything. Um, and uh, I, can't, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, this, place is looking, this place is looking pretty good. I can't show you, but it's looking pretty good. So, um, so finally, before Christmas, I want to get the whole thing. I've got a Christmas tree. That's going up as well. We've got a Christmas. Have you got a Christmas tree yet, Max? Do you do Christmas no. trees? It's, do you do it's trees? November. It's it's almost December. It's November. It's December in four days. Do you suffer of premature uh, tree ejaculation? I do. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I, I can't wait. I've, when I went to the garden center with my son yesterday, and we got so excited running around. They had this uh, this reindeer that was made out of um, made out of willow and covered in lights. And um, it's too expensive, though. But I'm waiting till after Christmas, and they, and they sell it cheap to get rid of it, and then I'll buy it for next year. I'm wearing green. Is that it? Is that as far as you go? I can't wait to see what you got me for Christmas, Max. That's, that's going to be the exciting thing. Uh, I'm expecting big things. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll. Uh, so we'll maybe we can set up on, on next Sunday or something if you've got the time. But. Um, but uh, I do want a few next Sunday. Let's talk about whether we should talk about the um, the X-wing grinder that I hate, the X-54, the Malconi. Mar Mar oh yeah, I want to want to know why. I don't actually hate it. I just don't. I just it, it's. I just I decided that every, too many people like it, and I need to be contrarian. But also, somebody was on the on the YouTube's commenting, "Why don't you like this, Nick?" So I kind of, I said to them, I promised them, I'd tell them why I don't like it. There actually are some reasons why I don't like it, but I'm not sure any of them are. Um, not the Turing, the Malconic. The Malconic, yeah. Right. I'm not sure that any of them are um, analytical. 
and they might be a little bit too um, subjective. But, but subjective is still a reason. We'll find out next week. Find out next week. Yeah, find out. I'll have my rant next week as to what I think is wrong. I'll we try to really. I'm not going to. I swear to God, to everybody there, I will not torture you with the PowerPoint. I'm just going to try to to condense my thoughts into some rational explanation as to why. I wouldn't say I don't like it, but why I think it's not the right grinder for me and and what I think people might regret. I think some people who buy that might regret it. And I'll tell you, and then I'm going to explain why. That's what I'm going to say. All righty. Over to that. And hopefully, maybe my computer will be working. No, it won't be working. I'm going to have to take it back to the Apple store. Yeah. And now, comment. Down there. Yeah, let us know what you love. I mean, look, I, that's a very good point. I mean, let us know if you've got um, not just this is this one here is from the it's called a B plus. If you've got a different one or you've got this one and you've got a point of view, do let us know. I'm really interested yeah. to, to if you have to a find different one. Try to blow out a candle with it. I don't think many people. I I I get it. I get the reference, but is that the point? Is that the yeah. point? I yeah. I don't I don't know if that's the point. The point. All righty, my friend. You have a great rest of the weekend. Don't forget my Christmas shopping, and I will talk to you next week. All right.